Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. Before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to TravMarketMedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. L-M-G. Did we just get back from the (laughs) best trip ever? (laughs) It was incredible. The entire experience from start to finish. And I know we were just talking about this before the recording, but I wanted to just discuss this with our listeners because I know for the two of us, we both had some kind of flight delay in leaving Croatia. And I know for me, I just got in late last night. Like it was past midnight once I got back to my house. So I'm running (laughs) on fumes right now and adrenaline. So probably after this, I'm going to take a nap. But maybe not because I have so much to catch up on. But I had a canceled and rescheduled flight. This was text messages that I received when I woke up to pick up the transfer. No, my my flight to leave split was at 7.55 in the morning. So the transfer time was much earlier than that. So when I woke up, I checked my phone and I get text messages that says, your original flight was canceled, but we've rescheduled you. So instead of um, connecting through Houston, like, so it was split to Munich and I was supposed to connect through Houston to head back to Tampa. They had us connect through Denver to go back to Tampa. And instead of going on a United flight, that Munich to Denver leg was with Lufthansa. So I'm like, okay, whatever. They already automatically scheduled me. The timing is pretty much identical to what I had before. So no problem at all. Get to Munich, no issue. And we sit on the plane and we're not moving And I'm like, okay, something feels off because everything else went by so smoothly. The pilot gets on and says, you know, sorry for the delay. We are implementing new software today. And today is the first day we're using the software and something is happening. We have not received the approval from the technicians (laughs) to go ahead. And I'm thinking in my head, great. I understand there's going to be a first day for every new software, but why did it have to be today on this flight? I am so nervous, but I'm like, whatever. I'm not the expert here. Like I have to just trust that everything's going to work out. And the pilot was like, maybe, well, we're hoping that within the next few minutes, we'll get the go ahead. Well, the next few minutes turn into over an hour. And during that time, I'm thinking in my head, okay, the layover in Denver was less than two hours. It was maybe like an hour and 40, an hour 45, but it's okay. I have global re-entry or global global entry and TSA pre-check. So I'll be okay. Well, that hour long delay cut into that layover time. And so I was just like, whatever, I'll figure it out once I get there. There's nothing I can do right now. But during that hour waiting for the text to give approval for the software, the flight attendants came around with snacks. Like we had these really delicious cheese and pepper crackers and a full size Kit Kat bar. And it's very simple, I guess, to please me these days, but those two things plus water, keeping us hydrated, um, kind of made that hour a little more bearable. Then while we were finally in the air during the flight, A flight attendant comes by with an iPad and she said, you have a connecting flight, right? And I said, yes. And she said, 
because we'll be getting to Denver with too close of a connection time, we have already rebooked you on a later flight. I didn't have to do anything. They automatically rebooked me. The best. It was such a great experience. I'm going to write a comment card to Lufthansa and say, you guys are awesome. Well, I don't know if it's just European airlines. So on this entire trip, Tracy and I are taking a total of 10 flights. We've already taken eight. Seven of them went absolutely seamlessly, like could not have gone better other than the absolutely disgusting breakfast that Delta served yesterday morning. I I, honestly, I I mean, obviously airline food isn't great, but I have never had something that I'm just like, oh, it was (laughs) so gross. Um, So I ended up very hungry yesterday. But um, anyway, same thing, KLM, I'm going from Split to Amsterdam. Uh, It was delayed about four hours. Now, because it was over three hours and over 1500 kilometers, I am now going to receive 800 euros for those two tickets in compensation. I paid 500 US dollars. So um, that that worked out. But also on the plane, they're so communicative. They're telling, we didn't have a connection. We were staying in Amsterdam. So we were cool as a cucumber, but everyone else was of course freaking out. There were people that were on our Croatia cruise with us on there. Uh, They knew they were going to miss. They read out all the destinations you're all going to miss. Here's what you do. As soon as we land the plane, turn on your phone. You may already have a message telling you you've been rescheduled. If not, you need to go to the transfer desk. You're going to get off the plane. You're going to take a right. Look for this sign, with this T. If it's too late and they can't get you out, because at this point we're in the early evening, they're going to set you up at the hotel like... I was like, this is amazing (laughs) the way they're handling it. They talked about what the delay was for. They were like, let us get off the ground and in the air. And then the captain's going to come on and tell you what happened. Like, and then the flight attendants were absolutely delightful. No full size Kit Kats, but they were delightful. (laughs) But then we're like 30 to 45 minutes, probably out still from Amsterdam. And one comes on in her just nice Dutch accent and is like, well, it's been that kind of day and the toilets are out of order. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> you know, but they just handled it so well because I have been on planes where things happen, like getting struck by lightning and everyone thinking they're going to die and no one says a word. You know what I mean? And people just need to know what's going on, you know, in a situation like that, it's, it's just so comforting. So I would say all things considered, it's doing pretty, pretty well up there in the air. I think it's all about how Europe. they respond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How they respond and react to things. Um, because these, these things are happening more and more today. And if you are able to do things like what we described in our experience for travelers, it just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Really takes the sting out of it. Anyway, let's talk about the good stuff. I did not know what to expect on this Croatia yacht cruiser experience. Um, I, you know, I've sold it a couple of times, but I did not do any. um, I was so busy prior to this that I did not do any research on it. People are like, oh, what restaurants are you eating at? I'm like, I have no idea. I'm just going to go there, show up and take it all in. I was like that too, because we were invited by another fabulous travel advisor, Susie Schreiner. 
Uh, she is with TPI. She invited us and I was like, we are in such good hands. I am not like, I'm going to take, I'm going to give my brain a break and just follow, go with the flow. It's going to be fine. But it was way more than fine. It was more than fine. And I feel like I loved this, ex- this experience so much because I feel like all of us allowed ourselves to just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at all the stops, we just said, yeah, we had plenty of time to just do our own exploring. There was no wrong way to do something. And you just walk around. It's like, where do you want to eat? There is no pressure to go to a specific place to eat. We just found a place that looked good, looked at the menu and like, let's just eat here. Also, we were super close to getting into a Michelin star restaurant and there was more than one on the itinerary. So, yeah. And the fact that we were able to take that time and relax our brains, even though it was technically a work trip, I felt like I was as relaxed as possible for me because there were some things going down work related (laughs) the beginning of the trip for me that I was freaking out about. But the fact that the actual trip portion for myself was so relaxed and stress-free really helped with that. So we were, I think it's, Last La Civita is the company, is the name right? of the ship. Is it the name of the company? I think so, because they have several vehicles that say La Civita. Yes. La Civita, baby. La Civita, baby. Um, <laughs> and they also have a second ship called Swallow, which is after these abundant birds. Like, swallows were everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I am pretty sure that the bird that pooped on me in Dubrovnik was a swallow. I'm just oh, going to say sure. that. It's way cooler than getting pooped on by a pigeon. Guys, I got pooped on by a bird in Dubrovnik. <laughs> and, and I was so relaxed that, all, that I didn't freak out at all. I just cracked up. I was laughing so hard because I couldn't believe that this, <laughs> that just happened. Um, yeah, so... I wanted to add that these ships, they're called, they're classified as a passenger ship. They're only two cabins too large to be called a yacht. But Mm. I looked at it as a private yachting experience. Like I said, it was just like up to 16 cabins as a yacht because they're 18 cabins. So the occupancy is 36. Uh, They do have a couple triples, but my understanding is still the max up occupancy is 36. So it's just how you spread people out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a gorgeous dining room area with plenty of space. Um, there was like a little bar area in the dining room where um, they had to replace the keg at least one time during this cruise. Uh, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pointing that out. Um, and so... <laughs> Mm-hmm. They also had a really wonderful sun deck area that was partially uncovered and partially covered. And that was where the hot tub was. And it was such a great place to go and relax and just see the scenery. And um, if you, if the water was too cold for you, because we did make a few swim stops, you had the opportunity to go and hang out in the hot tub, which I did right after the swim stop because I was not not getting in the water. It was too pretty for me not to jump in the water. I didn't do it. I did get in the lake. You did. It was a saltwater lake. So it was kind of like, it was also connected to the ocean somehow. But it was a little bit warmer. It was still very cold, but it was a little bit warmer. And I was so sore. And they were talking about how salty it was. And I'm like, oh, I'll be able to float. Mm -hmm. I love floating in saltwater. And it did help. 
And I would say one of the best things about this experience was uh, interacting with the crew members. The crew members were amazing from Captain Igor himself to our cruise director, Stepan, um, and all the sailors who helped make sure we docked safely and anchored safely. Um, and then also the rest of the staff in terms of like the wait staff and the servers, they were all so wonderful. There was the first day where I thought one of the servers, um, also like a bartender, I thought he was so irritated with me because I couldn't understand what he was saying. I couldn't, and maybe it was like I couldn't hear him or whatever, but I was like, oh my God, he probably thinks I'm just a pain and he's going to be so irritated with me. On the last night, he cut me a piece of prosciutto from that big leg of prosciutto we had. He's like, Teresa, here. And I'm like, oh, he likes me, I think. <laughs> he wasn't irritated with you. <laughs> Speaking of prosciutto, they did a lot of special touches for us. So one morning at 11 o'clock, we had oysters that they picked up when we were passing through the estuary and served that. No, that wasn't the wine days, but we had fresh oysters. They were delicious. Then the next day around the same time, they caught some mussels and made a, like a white wine sauce. They served that with wine. They make their own wine. Uh, the company does. And then the next day, they pull out the giant leg, leg, like the whole thing with the cutter, all of that. And they left it out the rest of the week so you could just cut some off. Now, that is something that they did special for us. I was asking, like, do you do this for everyone or just for us? So the prosciutto is pretty expensive. You can ask for that and pay for it. Those are the types of things they can do. But they really make an effort to include some special touches, like the oysters, like the mussels. They like to kind of surprise and delight, you know, which we are always talking about. So this particular cruise line, they don't do set tours and itineraries for you to book into in terms of FITs. Right. They only do private charters. Yes. And I remember um, I spent a, a, an extra couple of days in Split, um, me and my husband, we met up with a couple of friends of ours. And it was a friend of mine that I had met in grad school and her husband. And she had made a comment to her husband before meeting up with us that they would never be able to afford an experience like the one that we had. And the husband was like, you know, if you don't mind me asking, like, how much would this run per person for a private charter? And Susie did the numbers for us. And during May and September, which are the lower seasons, um, peak being July and August, June is kind of like in between. For May and September, if you were to just do like a minimum of, I think it was like 29 or 30 passengers, I think it was no more than 2,500 per person for the week in a private charter, half board. So breakfast and lunch were included. Um, Dinner was it was not included, which I am very grateful for because when we docked at those destinations, it was so nice to be able to try the local restaurants there and experience being immersed with people who actually live there. Yep. I loved that, having breakfast and lunch on the boat and then going out to dinner in a new place. I And then I've been saying it's so funny because there's like a little breakfast buffet. And then at lunch, you don't have a menu. They can't provide an array of options for, you know, 36 people. 
So they just bring out lunch. Now, if you have a nut allergy or gluten-free, they do accommodate those things. But I was surprisingly happy not to make a decision, just to sit down and have lunch served to me. It was always like three or four courses. You know, it wasn't like out of this world, spectacular, mind-blowing Michelin star food, but it was good. And, yeah, it you know, was, it was good. It was filling, And right? the chef was amazing. Uh, I mean, it's lunch, you know. But then mm-hmm. also those special touches and then going in and going out to dinner. It was perfect. It was just so perfect. And this cruise line, it's family run. Captain Igor, he is the owner of this company and his son, Philip, he is the captain of their other ship, the Swallow. So it's all family run. And we got to meet Captain Igor's wife and also the dog, the family dog, Klempa. I remember our happy hour the first day. It was like pre-boarding the day before. And I show up to the happy hour event. My luggage did not make it to split with me. Um, And when that happened, I just thought in my head, Kareen would be like, I told you to do carry on only. (laughs) (laughs) That was my first thought, Kareen, just so you know. So I was in like my travel clothes, very disheveled. And I see Klempa, their dog, and I am in heaven. I'm just petting the dog and she's eating it up. So being able to see how this company is so family run, so tight knit, I think that's what also added to the overall experience of feeling, um, I don't want to say like you were at home, but it did feel like you were at home, like you were with friends and family. So Captain Igor, thank you so much for joining us. Thank to you to be with us. Yeah. So I know you have a history of sailing in Croatia, and it was not always a yacht cruiser. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? Yes, I can. So I'm on the sea all my life. Uh, my father was a fisherman, so I learned everything from him. I finished uh, Navy school, school, but the knowledge about the sea I have from him. So I was a fisherman. I was like a boy, I like it windsurfing. Uh, so my father had have a boat and he did a daily cruise in a daily trip in the north side of the Adriatic Sea. So I learned that from him. And so he did day tours for tourists after yes. a little bit? Yes. And did you ever help him drive the I, boat or what I, did you do? I did it all of us. I was his uh, tech boy. Oh, okay, nice. And uh, I, I learned everything from him. I feel like overall it felt so special. And I feel like I did so much, saw so much, experienced so much, and still walked off completely relaxed. I, you know, usually I'm exhausted. I need a couple days of downtime. I feel energized, inspired. Uh, I just, I couldn't believe it. It really, I, could, I can't believe I could have felt like I did so much and still felt like I relaxed mm-hmm. completely. It's perfect. One thing I really did love about the experience too was the Croatian sense of humor. Oh, Yes. It was because you know how we are. I mean, we crack jokes and, you know, are sarcastic sometimes. And I sometimes feel like I find myself in trouble when I'm in a place like Germany where I might make a sarcastic comment. And then the German is like, what do you mean? Like, they'll take it seriously. 
oh my God, now I have to explain this. But in Croatia, none of that happened. And our cruise director, our cruise director Stepan, was just as hilarious. So yeah. I definitely love that. I wanted to say too that this is so customizable. And aside from the fact that people don't realize how affordable it can be, you can also make the experience you want. So we had a pretty chill week, but we did have the captain's dinner and party afterward, and it was not chill. And <laughs> um, Teresa jumped off the top of this boat into the water at night in her beautiful silk dress that <laughs> she <laughs> Uh, one of the crew members was doing backflips off of him up there. We were dancing. It was party time. And I don't even know how late we were up, honestly. Um, so it can be totally chill. It can be set up to be party, party, party. Because Split, not, yeah, Split, Dubrovnik, and Havar are party towns. They can anchor out and do parties like we did if your clients want to have a party time, they can absolutely have that. If your clients don't want any partying, they could absolutely have that. If they want a mix of both, they can have that. I mean, it's amazing how custom it can be. There is a lot of nature. There are cities for exploring. There's so much history. You could tailor this to whatever your clients want. And the way the captain and the crew are, they are very committed to doing everything they can to create the experience you want. So when advisors reach out to you to try to start to put together a charter, what information do you need from them in order to start looking at what itinerary, you know, what things to include, what information should they give you? Well, if they know anything about Croatia, uh, it's always nice to get a wish list of the places they would like to visit so we can see how we can set them up throughout the week. But uh, what the most important thing is to know what are their interests now. It can be, do they want to do hiking? Do they want to know where's the best spots for running? Some people want to do like kayaking excursions. You have kayaks on the ship and then, you know, you go to the places where that's the best. Do they want to party? Do they want a chill experience? Just to know what the sort of vibe mm-hmm. they're looking yeah, for sure. uh, for their trip. And based on those informations, we can start, you know, we can we can start setting up the trip. And then towards the end of the booking process, you know, the number of people that there were requirements, stuff like that. We can even we are even flexible with drinks at the bar. You know, if they want some specific types of drinks that they like, let's say they like Canadian rye and we think it's horrible, we're still <laughs> going to get them Canadian rye. We're also flexible in that aspect. That's not a problem. You know, something I've I've enjoyed surprisingly is not having a menu for food. You just sit down and you're served your food. Yeah, exactly. But you are accommodating. There's some people on board that are vegetarian or pescatarian. Oh, yeah. uh, Gluten-free people, and that's all being accommodated. But there's something nice about... I talk a lot about decision fatigue. Yeah. Just getting on and going, they're going to feed you. Yeah. Um, well, I love the special touches too in the in the mid morning some days. We've had oysters, we've had mussels. A whole yeah. leg of prosciutto. Yes. Oh my god. So, so good. now it's I a get, half leg of prosciutto. Yeah. <laughs> we have one yeah. day left to finish it. <laughs> but I think that um, no again, these are special touches that can be arranged. There's some that are spontaneous, like the prosciutto, that's not something that automatically comes, but it can be arranged. So those of yeah. us that want to well, have special surprises for our groups 
those are there, fun there's stuff we that can do. be arranged but we also like to treat the guests yes here and there like I'm not sure that I can tell you at the beginning of the week what we will do but we always do something yeah you know as a little treat nothing you know too serious we we think it's a nice touch um, and uh, regarding the menu yeah I mean we we can also send the menus up front and people pick and choose yeah. what they want and just to know you know if they like on the packs list if they're eating fish or not or something like that do you want a fish heavy menu a meat heavy menu what's the type of deal you want so we can be flexible about that but uh, yeah it's not like the cruise we, we can have a huge buffet and everybody right. gets there's a million different things we're are not unable to do that because of the space, but uh, we always try to provide the best experience we have. If they can do it, they will do it. They have paddle boards, they have kayaks, they have big giant floating inflatable swans. Um, they didn't pull all that stuff out for us because it was cold and not many people were getting in the water. But also the first person to get in the water gets a mojito delivered to them by Captain Igor, <laughs> at least when the water's cold. We did kind of like a round trip kind of thing. We we embarked in a town called Shibanek, which is slightly north of Split, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went down to Dubrovnik and then back up to Split. If you want to include more destinations on your itinerary or more swim stops, you can do a one way, like from Split to Dubrovnik or the other way around. That way you don't have to spend time, you know, circling back up. And one thing I really loved about, another thing I really loved, I feel like I keep saying this, was in cities like Dubrovnik and Split, um, Susie had worked with a local DMC, Olive Tree Escapes, I know many of you might know them, to set up tours within those cities with guides so that we were able to get more of a historical and cultural aspect of a larger city. And that's something that you can also do as an advisor if this is a chartered um, sailing for you, whether you're traveling with the group or not, you can work with local DNCs to set up different excursions at different stops. Yep. And just to be clear, that was the main itinerary, but we absolutely stopped in more places. We stopped in Vis, mm-hmm. we stopped in Cortula, Var. I'm missing one, I think. Scrodden, did we stop there? Yeah, we were in Scrodden, but that's the day we Scrodden. went to the Blue Cave. Yeah. <clears throat> that's right. So, you stop it. You're in a different place every single night. However, if that's not, and, and like I said, normally that would be chaotic, but I was super relaxed. But say you want to move even more slowly. You want two nights somewhere. You can do that. I mean, you can really make this whatever you want to make it. I have so many ideas in my head of all the different groups I could potentially put together for this, uh, aside from just wanting to do it again myself. Right. I mean, that's the main reason why I want to charter this again is so I can also go on this myself. (laughs) Yeah. Again. I loved the itinerary for the most part. I might switch it around a couple things because we had two days that were real, a real, uh, very taxing on our legs. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) And I might have separated those two things um, because by the second day, that's when I went to float in the water because my legs were shredded. But and then, I took the bike tour. Yes, you did. And then the next day you walked up to another fort. Yes. I just love pain. So I just tell myself, like, how much pain can I give myself? Tracy no, told me on the bike tour, she's like, <laughs> Teresa's like, she's in the Tour de France. <laughs> 
I didn't think I was biking that quickly, but when we stopped, she's like, I didn't realize I was biking in the Tour de France. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I did not realize that I was going that quickly. (laughs) (sighs) I just can't wait to go do it again. And we are also going to ask Susie to come on for a follow-up episode because Logistically, this could feel a little bit intimidating, but it actually can be quite simple, especially if you have the help of someone like Susie and she has a direct relationship with Las Tavitza. So we'll look forward to bringing her on so you guys can learn more about how to execute something like this. Yeah, she's so great with giving you step-by-step instructions. Mm -hmm. And I remember on the ship, I asked her, so how do you do this? Like, how do payments work? Um, You know, how did you how did you get people to sign up to go on your charter? Because she filled her charter. I think she said it in less than two weeks, her charter was filled up. So, um, you know, she's such a great resource for this and I'm excited to bring her on. Me too. And one thing we did talk about was the age range for people who um, would absolutely love this. And I'm just thinking about um, me and my friend group, we would absolutely do this. And at 2,500 average per person, and you get this incredible customized experience, I can already, I'm already counting the number of people who would go and speaking to my friend who thought it was completely out of their budget. She's like, oh, that's it. Yep. They are already thinking about friends they're bringing. It could be as easy as that. Thinking about who you can add on. So it doesn't have to be older folks. Although when we were there, a lot of the folks on these sailings were older, um, but younger generations of travelers and their friends, and you can even make it like a family thing as well. This experience is for anyone. That's right. They generally seem to attract an older crowd as Stepan mentioned, but that's a shame because I think the information just isn't getting to the people who need to hear it. And just like you said, I think multi-gen families, this would be so amazing for when I was on there, I was like, Oh, I wish, you know, my whole family would come. We would love this so much. Uh, And I think young professionals would love it. I mean, 2,500 a person isn't really doable for somebody just out of college maybe, but most people who have a decent job, that's not too far of a stretch. And I found that younger people just want everything to feel a little bit more special and it just doesn't get more special than this. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it can be topped, but (laughs) 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 might be exaggerating, but it is very, very special. And because it won't be cookie cutter. And I think that's what younger people are trying to avoid right now is the cookie cutter stuff. I think what sometimes drives younger people away is that I was thinking about these this past couple of days from the last since the last time we talked is that um, the agency packages that you usually get for ships like these they're very structured so there's a lot of activities everything is tied to the shorex you know excursions experiences this and that and I think that younger people find that not repulsive but you know, uh, they, that's not how they want to spend their vacation. So what we can do, because we're not tied up to all of that, is be more flexible, visit other spots, do anchor nights. Because a big deal with the parting is stuff that you can't really do it in the ports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, at least most of them, some tolerate it, some don't. 
but uh, doing anchor nights is something that we're willing to do and that we like to do and that's where you can get a cool party on the ship and other nights where we go to ports if they want to party we go to ports who are uh, party like like Claude and yeah. places like that uh, so I think it's a perfect product for younger people especially younger professionals but I don't think it's marketed towards them at all um, yeah and I don't think the price point is out of reach it's surprising it is low. really really low especially for a private charter I think Susie was mentioning it was around like 1900 to 2000 like starting price for lower season per yeah. person yes yeah. for a week and you get half board and customized itinerary yeah because it's just crazy to think that that's the price point when you say that younger people are turned off by the structure it's because it feels cookie cutter they want yeah. to feel like they're doing something special. Yeah. They don't want to feel like they're just doing the same thing everyone else does. I mean, you'll see people yeah. post like, where can I go that none of my friends have been? Yeah, they want to be doing special things. That, that's kind of the point, because even with the agencies you have, I when I worked as an onboard representative in an agency, the thing was that even if the guests that you would meet were from a different company, let's say, they're all doing the same itineraries. Mm -hmm. So you have 20 or so ships that leave on the same day and they follow each other in every port. There's a lot of people in every port, a lot of boats. Everybody kind of gets jumbled and, and lost uh, together. I think they're bringing another keg of beer for me. They are. That was that's for you and Tracy. <laughs> well, out of all the interruptions, I was worried about this might be the, the best, the best one. one. <laughs> the best one. It's good you don't know where we keep the cakes. Yes, I do. I'm very observant. I can't, I can't swear? Hawkeye. I mean, okay. <laughs> we'll just lock it. Um, so, yeah. I mean, whatever the guests want to do, 99% of the time we can organize that. If they want to go to the restaurants, the museums, the walking tours and stuff like that. But having those, all of those things on one piece of paper, I think it's a bit daunting when people, you know, come to their vacation mm -hmm. and they just see a to-do list. Yes. That's not something that we want to do. So we want to keep that part as light as possible so that people can do what they want, you know, give them options instead of instructions, I guess. And you can hang out with your friends on a ship just yourselves. You're not sharing it with other travelers that you don't know and if you're have if you have different friend groups who don't know each other they're going to become fast friends like there were i would say like half of the people on board i didn't know and when you're in such close proximity you get to know them well and you just become friends yep well do you have anything to add or should i jump into some headlines i'm ready for some headlines all right it's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Weekly, Carnival Cruise Line is restarting its wedding program in September and has opened reservations for weddings and vow renewals. They also report that Viking has taken delivery of the Viking Mars, the eighth ship in its class. The 930-passenger ocean-going ship is now on its way to Valletta, Malta, where it will officially be named on May 17th by its godmother, Lady Fiona Carnarvon, the counter, Countess of Carnarvon. That's a tongue twister. 
A fire reports that the European Union will no longer require face masks to be worn at airports and on planes starting next week amid the easing of coronavirus restrictions across the block. However, rules may vary by airline and route, including when flights are traveling someplace where masks are still mandatory. An article from Travel Pulse says that Malia Punta Cana Beach Resort, the adults-only, all-inclusive resort by Malia Hotels International, announced it is transforming into a fully immersive wellness property with new amenities and services to elevate its Wellbeing 360 experience. This is a collection of activities and rituals designed to connect guests with their physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, and environmental development through the resort's five wellness spaces, social, silent, sensory, culinary, and personal. Now this wellness experience will be boosted with new daily programming, revamped social areas, and refreshed culinary offerings. Another one from them reports that the global travel industry is expected to make a full recovery by 2025, according to a new research from Global Data. The study found that international departures will reach 68% of their pre-COVID levels globally in 2022 and are expected to improve to 82% in 23 and 97% in 24. By 2025, travel is expected to reach 101% of 2019 levels with international departures projected to reach 1.5 billion. Travel Agent Central says that focusing on the current leisure demand, Hyatt Hotels Corporation has debuted its inclusive collection, a new global portfolio of nine all-inclusive resort brands. These include Hyatt Ziva, Zalara, Zoetry Wellness and Spa Resorts, Secrets Resorts and Spas, Breathless Resorts and Spas, Dreams Resorts and Spas, Vivid Hotels and Resorts coming soon, Alua Hotels and Resorts, and Sunscape Resorts and Spas. They also report that a new survey conducted by Morning Consult for the U.S. Travel Association revealed that the inbound pre-departure testing requirement imposed by the federal government is having a devastating impact on travelers' likelihood of visiting the United States this summer and remains a major barrier to economic recovery. According to Travel Market Report, Pleasant Holidays luxury brand Journeys is offering travel advisors an extra incentive to book spa and wellness vacations ahead of the summer travel season. The brand is giving advisors the opportunity to earn 500 bonus trip points for every booking at select spa and wellness resorts by July 3rd, 2022 for travel through June 30th, 2023. Our high note today is personally joyful for us. Our friend's company, Heather Christopher Travel Consultants, has acquired our friend Bailey's company, Be The Travel, bringing together two powerhouse travel agencies. Both brands sell four and five-star luxury travel, Christopher says, making them easy affiliates with aligned clientele. Congratulations to both of you. Woo-hoo! And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello? Including if you have any questions on the experience we yes. just had. Please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.